Hello, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, and welcome to the first episode of the Strong Coffee Drip. My name is Brian. I'm one of the partners here at Strong Coffee Marketing. Uh, we're glad to have you aboard. Joining me for this very special occasion, this maiden voyage, if you will, is Strong Coffee's newest Swifty and one of the fellow partners at our agency, Duncan. And riding shotgun with us is project manager at Strong Coffee and Scotland's favorite son, Ian, despite the fact he's never been to Loch Ness. That's correct, right, Ian? I'm afraid I have never been to Loch Ness, no. How Can far I, is yes. it away from where you live? Uh, now? No, Six, well, not now. Plus. Yeah. <laughs> when you lived in Scotland, how far away was Loch Ness? Um, I don't know, a couple of hundred miles, maybe. Okay. Well, let's put it on a bucket list, okay? Okay. Done. So before we dive into it, um, what is the strong coffee drip? Well, for months, actually for years, we've been mulling different ideas and different ways to share our digital marketing knowledge and thoughts in an easy to digest manner. And the premise is simple. I'll introduce a newsworthy topic from the past couple weeks in marketing. I'll set a timer for two minutes, and then I'll open up the floor to the group so we can share our thoughts and opinions. We can agree, we can disagree, argue, laugh, cry, and so on. And I know from talking to Ian, especially this morning, there may be a couple hot takes, which will be all the better for this, for this first uh, round of the strong coffee drip. So guys, are we ready to get this party started? Let's do it. Absolutely. Let's do it. We've reviewed the topics, Duncan? Yes. Okay, perfect. Question number one. Meta, the company behind Facebook and Instagram, is introducing a new subscription option in the European Union, the European Economic Area, and Switzerland to comply with the EU's general data protection regulation. Users in this region will now have the choice to continue using Facebook and Instagram for free with ads, just like we're all doing right now, or subscribe to a paid option to eliminate those ads. While subscribed, their information will not be used for advertising. The monthly subscription will cost €9.99 Euros on the web and $12.99 on iOS and Android. Something that I think we've kind of talked about for a little while and now it's actually coming true. So two questions here, gentlemen. Would you pay for an ad-free social media experience? And how could this new option completely change the game when it comes to social media advertising, specifically on meta properties? Duncan, you lead our advertising team. Why don't you kick it off? Um, well, first and foremost, no, I wouldn't pay for it. I, I continue to get the ads for YouTube premium and... Um, they're getting more and more annoying intentionally, and that's that just sort of makes sense. When you look at this some, from kind of a larger lens, I think what is really happening here behind the scenes is that more and more people are using ad blockers. So these companies are trying to find ways to basically make more revenue. I mean, they're beholden to their shareholders like everyone else. So their job is to continually um, to increase their revenue share and get more and more subscribers and create stickiness with those people. So subscription accounts create stickiness. People often get them, forget about them. But I do think that Facebook and Instagram are forgetting that they're not providing that much value to their customers. Um, I mean, there's certain things that I think Facebook can do well but that's where I think they're often lacking. Um, 
would you sign up for a subscription just to see how your friends are doing? It seems like an odd format to try and sign up for it. Um, in terms of the EU, I mean, they are pushing very much for privacy laws, and that is going to be affecting at largely um, the amount of data these companies can collect about you as a user, which was then used for ads, is being reduced, which is more or less making advertising a little bit less effective on those platforms, um, which is why you see a lot of people moving to other platforms to try and hit people. Uh, so I think in a nutshell, I can see why they're doing it. Do I think it's going to have much uptake? No. Um, will it affect advertisers? Um, absolutely it will. But I think that shift has already kind of happened for a lot of the marketers out there to try and um, kind of hit people in that cookie-less environment, which is where Google is trying to, trying to go already. Ian, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think, I think Duncan really hit the nail on the head there. Um, I don't think I would pay for an ad-free experience. I don't think the ads are intrusive enough. And as Duncan pointed out, I don't think it's offering enough value to me to um, want to do that. And I guess for me, I mean, GDPR has been effective in the EU for a number of years already. Um, and it's it shouldn't be, it's not tied to any kind of subscription model. Facebook should really be adhering to the, the GDPR um, rules and laws anyway. Um, they were fined, I think, four or five months ago. They were fined $1 billion for transferring a whole bunch of user data from European servers over to US <coughs> servers. So Facebook hasn't really filled me with confidence that we can trust them to do what they say they're going to do. Um, and for that reason, if they are charging me $10 to supposedly protect my privacy, I don't know if I would trust them to not continue logging things for their own benefit even if they say they're not um so that's kind of it's a trust uh, issue for you ian right it, it, it's a trust yeah i mean I, I think yeah absolutely facebook's had their uh had their wrists slapped a number of times by uh lawmakers and uh yeah for that reason, very true i am out <laughs> so full disclosure i've got a fun horn that I'm going to use when the two minutes is up. But ironically, right about the time when I was going to do the horn, Duncan sneezed. No. So consider that to be a trial run, Duncan sneezing <laughs> two minutes into the conversation. But okay. be aware, I do have the horn and I will use it. Um, it looks really, I looked really hard for the mute button. Um, and I ended up just playing with the speaker settings to try and mute myself in that moment. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, maybe I did this all a little favor. Take it out and, and post. I can, didn't see a thing. So it was perfect. All right. So, um, yeah, some good points there. I think um, what Facebook is is doing might give some people some comfort, but ultimately, do I really think it's going to push the needle? No. And from my personal experience talking to people when I go speak, um, I don't think there's a real appetite for people paying 10 bucks a month, like Duncan said, to be able to, uh, to just stay connected with your friends without ads. I, I don't know if there's enough of a draw there. All right, moving along. Question number two, uh, noted space enthusiast and social media owner Elon Musk is out to battle the spam bots by hitting them where it hurts the most, their wallets. Um, I think it sounds like a cool episode of Star Trek or Star Wars. You know, he's out to save the world here by battling these bots. 
So X, previously known as Twitter, is introducing a $1 per year subscription program in New Zealand and the Philippines for new web users to combat spam, manipulation, and bot activity. Users in these countries must also verify their accounts with a phone number. The program restricts all non-subscribers to read-only actions, limiting their interactions on the platform. The company's rationale for this program's limited rollout and its exclusion of the mobile app remains unexplained, but it's likely a response to observed bot activity and the ease of creating fake accounts on Twitter or X. The big question here, will this do anything to scare away the spam bots or is it just a complete waste of time? Ian, what are you thinking? Out of all the things they're doing, I think the one that potentially could have the most impact is the the adding of a phone number. I don't think the dollar is going to affect things personally. Um, if it's easy enough to set up a, a, a temporary bank account where you can link your um, you can link your crypto to an account, it will create generate a false uh, a false account number and, and charge you a dollar. So if people are even a burner finding, credit card would do the yeah, same thing if too. People are yeah. finding profit from making bots, uh, I don't think the dollar is going to put them off. The The phone number could be the uh, the bit that's that causes the hurdle. However, um, they did say that this isn't going to affect any of the current uh, accounts. It's obviously going to be going forward. Moving forward, and, uh, it sounds For like. that reason, I mean, X at the moment, I don't believe they even know how many bots they have. So all the ones that are currently on there aren't going to be affected. So I think this could be a, a, long-term, uh, a long-term benefit if there is one for them. But I like the friendly bots. Some of them are nice. Or they bring me value. And they have started using that as a tag, I believe. They yeah. have started pointing out like good bot or whatever is the good bot. Yeah. Good bot, bad bot. Yeah. Duncan, would you be if you were in New Zealand or are you paying a buck to get on X? No, but um I mean, if you want my honest opinion, ooh, this is probably a phased rollout. They will they will eventually be retroactive with every existing customer. Um I also actually think, I mean, they, they can guise this however they want. Um, but Twitter Twitter knows they have a bot pro problem. Elon knows that too. This is why he tried to get out of the deal for buying Twitter in the first place. But the SEC kind of forced his hand because um, he said it's infiltrated with bots and they gave me incorrect documents on how many bots they actually have. So they are well aware of their bot problem. I actually think, you know, this whole thing is just a guise to get a little bit of money from these bots that are using the program intensively a dollar is not that much but when you times it by you know a couple million bots, bots. it's going to help their bottom line duncan i'll give you 10 more seconds twitter's been hurting for money ever since elon took over so i think they're looking at any opportunity to generate more income um, and this is just another one of those examples and the exclusion of the mobile app is a bit confusing to me i'm sure there's a reason but I'm not exactly sure what that is too. So I suspect um, that they have a lot of data that suggests that the bots come from desktops. Um, desktops. And that's probably where that's coming from. But in order for them to have that data, they have to know how many bots they have. So there in yeah. lies your answer. Okay. Well, another rollout. I mean, we talked about the meta one being rolled out in Europe. Obviously there were some regulations as to why it got rolled out there with this one being uh, New Zealand and the Philippines. Curious to see if it continues on. Um, question number three. This is a kind of a weird one, 
Um, but I saw it a few weeks ago and I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Let's chat about this. So there is good news for people that have longed for the .ing domain names. I'm sure all of us here have been sitting on the edge of our seats wondering when we can get the .ing ing, um, domain name for our business. Uh, Google Registry is launching the .ing top-level domain, but you'll need to open up the checkbook if you want early access. Vanity URLs and vanity domains are, are nothing new. Um, they've offered companies a fun way to interact and, and attract visitors to their websites. Early access registration period is now open for these domains and there are some deals to be had. So I know, Duncan, I know you've been looking to uh, to spend a bunch of money on a domain late, late, lately and I've got some really good deals for you. Um, if you are interested in picking up market.ing to spell marketing, $53,000 Canadian going right now. Um, oh, I haven't looked lately. It might have gone over the weekend, but last week it was available. I know Duncan as well. You came from a golf background, as did I. We could pick up golf.ing for the low price of $18,000 a year Canadian. So um, they give some examples on the Google registry webpage of some larger companies like I think Canva and Adobe have purchased these like create.ing to get creating, that kind of thing but I'm sure they paid a pretty heavy price for that. Um, the early access period ends on December 5th. And then from there, the domains will be more widely available at hopefully way, way, way more reasonable prices. So let's talk about vanity do domains. Do they really matter? And I've got an opinion on this. We own a vanity domain. We don't use it very often, but a few years ago, the .coffee domains were made available. And being strong coffee, we thought, I think it'd be really fun if we owned strong.coffee. So we bought it, not nearly the prices they have for these .ing's. It was maybe $40 or something. And the idea with it was, I'm gonna use strong.coffee in my presentation deck. So when I come to the final slide where I have my email address and a thank you, I'm gonna put strong.coffee. And if you follow that, you'll go to our website or some page on our website. And I remember the first time I did it, I said, and, and feel feel free to, to visit our website at strong.coffee. It was just like blank stares in the audience because no one understood what it was all about. And even somebody came up afterwards. They're like, so what's your website? I'm like, you just got to go to strong.coffee. And they're like, oh, strong.coffee.com. And it was like, we got a problem here. Um, so I vanity domains are cool and interesting to guys like us. But to the average Joe, the average consumer, I don't think they care about them whatsoever. Anybody else have thoughts on that? You're 100% right. People are attuned to look for things like .com, .ca, .co.uk, whatever it may be. Um, that's what people are used to seeing. So as soon as you start switching that up and you know ending URLs and anything other than those options, people don't really know what they're looking at. So you either have to put the www in front of it so people kind of like get it, which defeats the purpose of a vanity URL in the first place. So until these things become a lot more widely known, uh, the real benefit of them is is you can have like a short form link that sends traffic to your main website. Generally, um, it just I don't see it having much adoption. But who knows? I mean, QR codes. QR codes were never really used at all. And then COVID came around and they made a comeback with a fury. So it's hard to say at this point how the internet, the world of 
internet will um, change and evolve uh, to maybe accept these. I mean, I understand why they're doing it as well. Because if you think about it, there's only so many words and domains that you can have that um, follow the .com. So golf.com already exists. So how do you start getting a domain name that everyone recognizes without it being, you know, 30, 40 characters long or multiple words? Everyone's looking for a short domain. They don't want a super long one, uh, but there's less and less unique ones. I mean, right now we're on a, using an app called Riverside.fm. So again, not necessarily a domain that people are familiar with. But it definitely, um, like I say, it requires adoption, and I just don't think we're there yet. And that's why we're getting blank stares in our meetings when we tell them our domain is strong.coffee. I think more businesses need to hop on the .biz train because the .biz train is my favorite one. I love a good .biz domain. It's a good one. .biz. Ian, anything to add there? I think we've done a pretty good job covering it. Yeah, no, again, I agree. I think what Duncan said is really um, covered covered at all. Uh, the only thing I did wonder is whether this might be... I mainly just went to you because I wanted to beep you too. Awesome. Great. Um, yeah, no, I did wonder whether people might use it for like larger marketing campaigns. Like do Nike want running, for example, yeah. but then it's not, they're not using it as a way to either develop their brand further or try and gain traction in any way it's more of a just a, a marketing thing and you mentioned adobe and, and companies like that so i think it's going to be potentially used by larger organizations that people already know it's really yeah. not going to be used by anyone who's looking to get their foot in the door with awareness or anything like that as far as i can tell but uh as as duncan rightly pointed out until people understand that .ing is um is a domain extension a thing yeah absolutely then yeah no, I mean, the, the examples, yeah, they were all really big companies. I mean, if you could pick up something for $10 a year to have some fun with it, sure. But I mean, is a small business going to pay upwards of $1,000, $2,000 a year, whatever the case may be for these domains, even when they come out of this this initial period? Not a chance. Well, one other thing here too is is you're already going to compete with the .com. So like if you wanted to go after golf.com, for golf.ing, you're and you want to create a separate website that exists on there. There's a lot of people that you're just going to get crossover traffic that forget about the golf.ing and type in golf.com and they go to a completely different website. So I get the need to show up on for shorter and shorter domains, but I suspect that there will be a lot of confusion with this, especially if you're trying to like sort of hijack um, an existing, an existing domain brand .com yeah. and throw on an ING at the end of it. So it, it's yeah. a kind of a tricky thing. And if you're going to spend a lot of money to get that, um, I just don't see it being of much value long-term, at least yeah. as of right now. No, it makes sense. Is the money better spent developing the brand so that people actually just know what to look for? The answer is yes. A hundred percent of the time. Exactly. All right. Before we wrap things up, I want to share a hot tip every week. We do a lot of teaching and education at our agency. And, um, this one's a pretty basic one, but I think there's a lot of people that maybe uh, don't fully understand the power of it. Um, work a lot with new businesses. Sometimes they say, what should I be doing to kind of get things started? They want an easy win right off the, right off the bat uh, to get their marketing going. If you're a business looking for a quick and easy and a free way to move that needle, look no further than Google business listings. They're, they're super easy. Um, they're free. They're very, very handy. Duncan, I know 
on the ad side of things, you come across these all the time. What's the deal on these? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're basically Google listings so that you show up in that map pack at the top of Google searches. So if someone types in kind of a business category into Google search and they're looking for a specific area, you can come up. Um, they're really easy to get in there. Basically, you, you sign up, Google sends you a postcard just to confirm your address uh, or a phone call, depending on the, the system that they use. And they can then approve your profile. Now, two things I will say with this. Um, if you don't have a physical location, you can still do Google My Business location. There's ability to do a service area versus a um, physical location. So if your home-based business is an example, you don't want to put your home address on Google, that is a way around it. Um, and then a second really cool benefit that not many people know about Google My Business is they have something called Google Websites attached to it that basically will build you a live website for free. Now it's pretty basic, but it gets indexed by Google. It makes you findable. So if you are a new business, don't have a website yet, um, or you just want some extra exposure on search engines, you can leverage their ability to basically take your Google My Business profile and turn it into a Google website. Um, and you basically get free exposure through that offering. So there's really no reason not to get it. Like it's free, it's easy. Like why wouldn't you? Exactly. Yeah. Ian, anything there? No, um, as you, as you said, Duncan's the real expert there and he, he works with bees, uh, regularly. And yeah, I think everything he's covered is, is right on. To make it more interesting, can you disagree with Duncan in regards to Google business listings? I think they're the worst. Perfect. No. <laughs> That's the clip we're going to use in social. Um, here are Ian's thoughts on Google. No, they are. They're fantastic. Um, and I encourage everyone, if you don't have it, pick it up. You can monitor your reviews as well. So didn't get to buzz anybody that time. All right. Um, that's all for this week. We want to, like I said, we want to keep these things pretty short, pretty um, easy to digest. In terms of things happening around Strong Coffee, uh, this past week we got to see Duncan. Duncan lives in Vancouver. He came and paid us a visit. He bought us lunch with the company credit card, but we thanked him anyways. Um, so that was fantastic. Really yeah, <laughs> thank you for that, Duncan. Um, we had a really good time to actually get to hang out in the office, which you don't do a lot of. Um, we added some new stickers to the wall. Duncan, did you remember to add your Vancouver stickers or did you forget? I didn't forget them. I left them though on the table in the office next to the. Okay. Sticker. So I can, I can put them up. I think we're at about 1800 stickers and counting, which is pretty cool. Um, a look ahead. I think it's just everybody staying busy as we gear up towards Christmas. Um, Ian tried to sell me on haggis and that haggis is good while we were hanging the paper seamless paper rolls in the office i don't believe you whatsoever but i i am encouraged to at least give it a try and i think maybe we'll do that before christmas um an excellent idea. maybe that's a maybe so we survived episode one everyone's still here we basically agreed outside of of uh, ian not agreeing about business listings from google uh, thanks to Duncan, Ian, and all of you for involuntarily seeing this on your social media feeds and stopping to listening. listen. Uh, we'll see you next week. Now, guys, let's get back to work. Bye. Bye.